Get hyped for Sonic 2 month. All of the Sonic 2 music slaps. Please tell us your preference for most and least favorite tunes. On Sonic 2? Yeah, like, Ooh. Really difficult well, question, right? my favorite, I mean, easily my favorite is Chemical Plant. Like, with a bullet. That's that's my favorite song in the entire game. And still to this day, it's probably, it's not my favorite Sonic track of all time, but it's it's pretty high up there. It's pretty, I know you were talking about Escape from the City. Like, honestly, my favorite, it's not even Sonic per se. My favorite is a, door into, a Doorway into Summer from Knuckles Chaotix on the 32X. That's my favorite mm-hmm. Sonic song of all time. Love it. Um, but in Sonic 2, yeah, Chemical Plant's definitely my favorite. Least favorite? Oh, that's tough. Because this that, that soundtrack is nothing but bangers. I think it probably would be. Uh, it's one of the two player stages. I can't, I can't remember which one it is. I think it might be the Mystic Cave. No, it is the Mystic Cave two player. I think that's what it is. Because the Mystic Cave one player is a banger. That's an awesome song. The uh, Mystic Cave two player is like it just has this weird do 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 do. It's just kind of repetitive, and I'm I'm not really I didn't really feel it like compared to some of the others. But again, that whole soundtrack is just so so good. Mm-hmm. I I think um, yeah I think I'm gonna go with that two player Mystic Cave. I think that's my least favorite. I like it. See, the mention of two-player Mystic Cave just reminds me of when Squidge and I were, were little and we used to play it. Now, obviously, little, it's a very well-known fact that the Sonic games in the UK ran slower than the Sonic games in the US because of the whole 50 hertz, 60 hertz thing, right? Yes. Pretty well-known. Um, I mean, if you want to check it out, I'm sure, gee, you've probably got a, a video where you discuss it and you probably bring it up several times anyway. But for, for Squidge and I... <laughs> <laughs> when we were trying to play two-player, uh, like the Time Attack or Team Attack or whatever it was called, where it's like the player versus player version of Sonic 2, in Mystic Caves, the, the frame rate would be more like seconds per frame for us. And it was like, why? This is like a brand new game. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right? This is completely yeah. different. And that's kind of where uh, I kind of feel that they fell off a little bit in Sonic 3. Because Sonic 2's two-player mode is, is a lot of fun. Like it's it's a lot of fun. I feel that in th- in the one in three, it I don't know. It it, it just it kind of it didn't really feel nearly as competitive as mm. it was in Sonic Two. So it just felt like it was a lot easier, and I didn't I didn't I didn't particularly care for it. Probably yeah, that's fair. probably yeah, turned it down a bit because too many elbows to the face. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Oh man! So uh, my favorite like soundtrack or not soundtrack uh uh like zone song would have to be the chemical plant so uh song that one just rips and it kind of just gives me like vibe of like almost 80s like pop rock uh music and that like breakdown that they have in like the middle of the song you know that kind of just happens like regardless of where you are in the level um the breakdown in the mat in that middle of that song just gets me bopping every single time and i don't i don't know what it is about it but like every time i'm playing sonic or especially like when i was younger you know the you know one of the adults would come downstairs to like you know grab a grab a an adult beverage from the uh from the fridge uh or whatever um (laughs) and if if chemical if chemical plant if if somebody was on the chemical plant level, whichever adult came down would always kind of just sit and watch, and you kind of see them, you know, 
bopping along to the music or whatever. Because it, in my opinion, that is the best song of that game. A hundred percent, the best song of that game. It's so good. I, I, I actually went back and listened to that a couple days ago while I was playing it. Like I, I was playing the level. And then I was like, man, I just really want to hear that song again. It's so good. <laughs> I found I found like an extended version on YouTube of it. And it's so good. And then I found out that I didn't even realize this because we never really played Sonic like yeah, you know, with Tails as a two player. It was like, okay, you take the you take your turn on this level if you die past the sticks or whatever. But hmm. there's like an alternate version of that song for like when you play with two players, like when you have Sonic and Tails. I didn't know that about this game. There's like an alternate version of the songs when you're playing with two players, Sonic and Tails, and that blew my mind, and that one's even better than like the single player version. There you go, right? <laughs> oh man. But you you know why the music is so like amazing in eighties, don't you? It's because, because the it, oh sorry. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well I was gonna say because it was uh, all of the music for the first two Sonic games was written by uh, Masato Nakamura, who was a member of Dreams Come True, which is a Japanese pop band from the eighties. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That makes yeah, so yeah. much sense. That makes so much sense. Bec- that, that probably res- is the reason why it, like the Sonic soundtracks re- resonates with me so much because I am a huge metal head. Like I have a whole podcast about it. I love me some metal, but if I had like a genre or like a decade of music that besides metal, it's like eighties music and I'm like everything eighties, like, you know, Duran Duran to like Mr. Mr. Like whatever. Like it, I love eighties music, love eighties music. So that's probably why it resonates with me so much. Well, I mean, there you go. Go track down some of, uh, cause some, some of the albums that dreams come true did were dual released in Japanese and English. So maybe that's a whole new band for you to check out, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'll definitely have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about the best songs. What about the, your least favorite ones then? Or your oh. least favorite one? <clears throat> oh boy. Where do I start even? Um, uh, okay, so I, I my least favorite ones would have to be like Aquatic Run, or I'm sorry, uh, Aquatic Rune. I'm not a big fan of that one. It just kind of, uh, I don't know, it just, it, it, like compared to the other songs in, in the game, it just, it, it doesn't have the same kind of flow to it. Um, and then to coincide with my least favorite zone, it has to be Casino Night. I, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> the Casino Night song just seems so damn campy and just blah compared to like the rest of the songs, not, you know, Aquatic Rune notwithstanding. I, I just was not a fan of it. And then uh, the Hilltop Zone was just, it was so weird because. It was like almost like a weird, like, uh, you know, 16 bit, like country song almost. It just, it like for the level design and the song, like the soundtrack to that level, it just, it, it just didn't, like, it seemed like some wires got crossed. It just, it didn't seem like it very, it matched up very well, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, if out of those three, I'd have to say Casino Night again, which is is my least favorite song <laughs> of that game. Just 
Just scrap this casino levels and their songs. They're just not good. <laughs> They're just not good. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. The casino casino night music, uh, every time that I have to play through that level, I think this is like a Tony Clifton or Richard Cheese lounge thing going on. Yeah. It's just, you know. <laughs> I don't want elevator music when I'm trying to, you know, rip around and, like, save all those little furry guys and, and you know, beat Dr. Robotnik. That's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> The thing is, I do like, I do really, I am really fond of the chemical plants uh, theme itself, not the drowning theme. <laughs> like, tell me one person who likes the drowning theme. <laughs> no, but I, I know. Uh, sorry, sorry, you were saying. I, I was just going to say, I know exactly what you, what you mean. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, that music just comes out of nowhere and it's already pretty tense and gets faster and more tense and then all of a sudden splat you're dead right <laughs> it's exactly like it it's it's really well done for what it's supposed to do but that doesn't mean the dev should have done that <laughs> that doesn't mean they should have done that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no uh, between I I do I would say that uh, the chemical plant zone I really like the the bit of the chemical plant zone, like despite knowing what eventually comes. <laughs> I mean, I, I eventually really like the song because that's that's the the part I played the most because I mean, I'm not gonna give up until I eventually get get through the whole the whole stage, which I did. Took me 15 years, but I did it. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's worth putting on the resume, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's one, of, what's one of your qualities? Took me 15 years, but I finally got through chemical plant zone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant, brilliant. So I, w- I went back through, at, you know, I prepped a little bit for this and um listen to the different music from the different levels of Sonic 2. And I have to say the one that I recognize the most and, and feel the most comfortable in is the, the, what is it? Green Hills, the very first mm-hmm. stage. Um, it's, it's upbeat. It's kind of comforting. It does. It has a sense of urgency. Like it has a sense that it matches the speed of Sonic going, but it's not like frantic and, and like makes me want to panic. And then, the kind of flip side of that is when you get to the casino level, it is almost the exact opposite. It's harsh. It's go, go, go faster, faster, faster. You have to be going as fast as you possibly can. And it just adds to the stress of playing a game that's already like, um, I'm a little overwhelmed with how fast things are moving across the screen. Uh, perhaps that was, like I said, perhaps that was the design decision. Maybe even the dev yeah. didn't like that level. And they were like, if you put really, like, if we put music behind it that makes you really want to get out the level faster, you'll somehow get out of the level faster. <laughs> <laughs> Just to avoid having to listen to this and, and, and everything else. Maybe that's it, man. Maybe that's it. So, with For that, I actually did have to go back and look. And I think... Th- the baseline to Mystic Cave Zone is all-time true banger, and that puts that one pretty high up. But honestly, I like—I think Aquatic Ruin is my favorite of the songs from Sonic 2. 
it like there's a uh especially all of, of all the remixed ones that one has i think my very favorite that uh there's a jazz musician on youtube called insane in the rain and he does a very like really fancy grown-up um I don't want to say educated jazz, but that's kind of the way that it comes across where it's like jazz theory type. He does a cover of aquatic ruin and it is so dynamite. It, I just love it. So that one I think is my actual favorite front to back song. Uh, close second is metropolis zone because yes. Yeah. Cause that's another one of those where it's like, now I've reached this level. It took me a lot of time to get here. And again, at the time that it came out, it was using a lot of sounds that I was hearing in pop music and like hip hop that it felt like it felt like this might be a song that you would hear on the radio as opposed to what I'd been, you know, trained to expect from video games, which was little more than ice cream truck jingles. Ah, mm hmm. <laughs> and then as for least favorite i i think hilltop zone again that like it just felt weirdly podunk and uh country in a way that i i didn't didn't jive with the whole rest of what was going on i mean to the extent that any of these games really feels like it has some kind of a coherent story level to level to level that one felt like a filler episode. <laughs> like, yeah, that one, that one really was weird and made me feel like the game had gotten drunk. <laughs> Go home, Sonic 2. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> tell us was sonic 2 your first venture into the sonic games oh no no it's not my first uh, my first was the original sonic because uh, when i first got my original sonic in christmas of 91 so with the oh, cool. with the genesis because my parents got me one uh because my dad and i we used to go to the arcade a lot and that arcade had pretty much every classic sega game imaginable like they had afterburner they had altered beast they had outrun they had space harrier so when it was time to move up from the nes uh, we decided to go with the Genesis because my dad was familiar with all those games. It also helped they had a golf game that he really wanted. But then there was also, um, but then Sonic came around and that was the kicker. Like when I first saw Sonic, like it just immediately clicked with me and that's all I wanted to play. Because, you know, I played Mario too, but it was all, it was, for me, it was all about Sonic. Like I had to have it. So it was just kind of a win-win. So, yep, that was the first, uh, that was the first Sonic game that I played. And we did get, we did get Sonic 2 on Sonic Tuesday. When it launched oh, here in the cool. United States from Macy's, which is a chain that's um, down in, like South. I actually, I mean, they're, they're nationwide, but at the time they were like really big in the South, I would think. But uh, yeah, my parents actually we went to Macy's and we got it on that Sonic Tuesday. I even have the newspaper, I even have the newspaper article with the ad that that showed that hey, we got this exclusive release. Come in and get ten bucks off, and it was, it's so cool. Awesome. I see. That's what I really like about talking to people about their their history with video games is that the like you said there's a there's like that those personal stories that you can really just sort of you you get the the love and the joy right um i feel like perhaps i i may be speaking out of turn but perhaps because video games are so huge and there's a new game every 30 seconds now 
you don't get the chance to have maybe as much of a connection with the experience of, oh my God, the game's coming out and I'm so excited and I need to go get it and then I'll stand in line for four hours and it's amazing. But maybe maybe because I'm older and I'm jaded, I'm not seeing that, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily being old and jaded. I think it's just more or less that you have so many more options to choose from now. And now that we have the ability of, like, say, for those of us who have the ability of buying more than one game, so, like, when, when I was growing up, essentially, like, you would get one game and then you would have that game for literally about, you know, six months or for how long you'd have that one game. And that's all you really had, unless if you had the opportunity of being able to rent games or if you had Sega Channel or something like that, then which we did. <laughs> but um, you didn't really have that kind of opportunity. Meanwhile, now, like those of us who are now growing up with video games and now, you know, even we might have children that have that play video games and all that kind of stuff. We're playing along with them. And there's so many different games. Like you got 10, 20, 30 games, not to count even digital games that are coming out too. It's just, there's now, it went from like a, a three course meal to an all you can eat buffet, basically. <laughs> so now you've got so many different options to choose from. So I can see where you're coming from. You don't quite get as hype for just that one solitary release because it's like, okay, now there's something else that's coming out right around there. Like for me, Sonic Frontiers, like, okay, Sonic Frontiers comes out in November, but then also one of my, one of my favorite RPGs is getting a new game next week, actually, Valkyrie Elysium. So like, I've got that coming out, then Sonic's coming out, then Genesis Mini 2 is coming out, Bayonetta 3 is coming out. So you're, you're excited about all these different games, but there's, there's a difference between being excited about all those and then being excited for just that one that you know you're going to be focused and you're going to be spending your time this is your weekend like you you finish school this is your weekend and now you're going to sit down and play some play that particular game and when you're done with it then you know you just got to make the best of what it's got until you can get the next one better start mowing some lawns and making some good grades (laughs) (laughs) right sounds like we had a bit of a similar upbringing there Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jake. excellent um so and I really, really like your your analogy there of going from three course meal to you know all you can eat buffet because I mean, how do I put it? I'm all about um, more people getting access to stuff that they could enjoy, right? And by making it an all you can eat buffet, everyone's got a seat at the table. You can get whatever you want, right? And I, I absolutely love that. You know? Yeah. Uh, so the the first Sonic, you know, just regular Sonic the Hedgehog was actually uh, my first experience. Uh, w- the, the my earliest remember uh, memory of playing, you know, the Sega Genesis over at my aunt uncle's house was playing Sonic, and they had both cartridges. And I I did beat the first Sonic, and then we you know we moved on to the uh, Sonic Two, and obviously I haven't beat that one still to this day, which is like mind-blowing but anyway uh the first sonic is my first experience with sonic and from that day forward it it like it blew my mind that a game like this existed uh and it's i'm still a huge fan of the sonic series um but yeah the, the first sonic was my first uh experience of said blue hedgehog Nice, nice. I, I, I seem to remember my first. Like we had both the cartridges. Excuse me. Um, and I remember, I remember throwing in Sonic Two first because I, I, like my childhood brain went, well, it's got a two in it. It's better than one, right? Two's more than one, so that'd be better. <laughs> that, I mean, that in the eyes of a child, that is probably the most sound logic that's ever been uttered. Really? 
<laughs> Absolutely. And um uh, but we we over here had the problem that uh and it's been well documented um that uh Sonic and Sonic 2 over here actually ran slower than in the United States because of the 50 hertz 60 hertz thing that we we have TV running at 50 hertz you all had TV running at 60 hertz 60 yeah so the yeah so the game actually ran faster and ran at full speed for you but it was running really you know ran you know, 10 frames a second slower for us. And since everything in the game is tied to the frames per second, <laughs> sometimes yeah, it, it would slow all the way down. Isn't that crazy how, like, some video games, especially back then, were, like, uh, were almost hampered. The performance was hampered depending on, you know, which region it was, like, released in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not to go too far off topic, but there's a game on uh, Super Nintendo called Gradius 3. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, shoot 'em up side scroller. Um, and there was certain parts of the game where it just completely grinded to a halt. But then, like in Japan, it, it was like flawless. And I'm just like, why, why, <laughs> why does this happen? It just, I, 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 it always kind of boggled my mind that you know stuff like that happened, but. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were great games regardless. That's all I have to say about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we're, we're no longer taught, uh, we're no longer tied to uh, frame rate for physicsy stuff. And, you know, TVs can be relied upon to be at least this many uh, screen refreshes or frame, uh, frame refreshes per second. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to think about that. And it wasn't that long ago, was it? I mean, oh, okay. So I'm going to scare everyone by saying it was only 30 years ago, but it was only 30 years ago, right at the beginning of, like, we're 20, at the time we were 20 years into video games being a thing. <laughs> it's it's crazy, yeah. I mean, like, and especially, like, you know, the younger generations, is, you know, they're not going to have to ever deal with anything like that, but they don't understand the pain that some of us went through to, like, like when we had to play those kind of games. Like you said, Sonic would grind to a halt for you, and then, like, you know, other games for us would grind to a halt compared to, like, the Japanese releases. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just wild to think about, especially, like you said, how, how young video games actually are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, just, to, just to make us all feel a little bit more old, um, I was, I was on a, you know, you're on YouTube, you just hit the suggestions or whatever. And I went through this loop of like Sonic stuff and then ended up on this video of this 12 year old kid. And I'm sorry, kid, uh, you know, I, you're, you're obviously a great person, but he was like talking through how to set up a Genesis on a modern TV. He's like, get this cable. I don't know what it's called, but you put that in the back of your TV where oh nothing my, else goes. And I'm like, Oh, oh my no. God. And then he's like, you go through the menu and you find this and you're searching for MHZs. I don't know what they are, but you search for oh. those. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah right? they, don't, like, they don't know the pain, man. <laughs> you know that bit in Saving Private Ryan where he suddenly morphs and becomes really old? That happened yeah. to me watching this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I can feel it right now. Like he's talking about you know, plugging cables in the back of the TV, not knowing where anything goes. Mm-hmm. I remember having that Super Nintendo block that had like a grounding wire that came off of it <laughs> with like a coaxial hookup in it. And they, like, that was my childhood. That and blowing cartridges, you know, you know, where you get some dust in the cartridges, you got to blow it out real good. And yeah, oh, man, these <laughs> kids these days, man, they get a way easier. I know, right? All these international standards everyone agrees to, this HDMI stuff. Just plug it in, it just works. (laughs) 
Back in my day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I was watching this video and just raging at how old I was. I was like, how could you not know this, kid? <laughs> I'd probably have um, to turn it off like right in the middle of it. I, I can't deal with this today. I can't deal with this today. This is making my hips hurt just watching this. <laughs> Where's the ibuprofen? My back is killing me because <laughs> of this video. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It was both Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic 2 because uh, because I, I'm pretty sure my parents bought the the console when they moved in together, something around that time, I guess. Um, and I, I don't have that many Mega Drive games. Like, I think I have, what, six or seven. And Sonic and Sonic 2 were the ones I played the most apart from... Tiny Toons and The Lion King, but I'm going to say that Sonic and Sonic 2 were both my first entries. <laughs> I can't really say which one of them I played first. <laughs> no, that's, that's but cool. hey, maybe um, it was Sonic 2 because of the fox. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. 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 I, mean, I, I just really love foxes, so <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, until we can get into the time machine, I suppose we'll never. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I know uh, because my parents have kept a uh, wonderful catalog of everything that I've ever owned as, as best they could, that I, it isn't the first game. I actually had Sonic 1. Oh, cool. Um, and I do have very fond memories of both Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. Um, but I think really the most fondest memory I have is when you combined it with Sonic 3. Like Sonic 3 had that weird like adapter that you could play Sonic 2, but with Knuckles. Yeah. And that I think was like, that was super cool for Sonic 3. But that was also a really fun way to like reuse the game and have like a fun, different experience of a game that you've already had. Right. I like it. I like it. The, um, so I remember when we had uh, Sonic 3 and a bunch of other different game cartridges, I was like, I wonder, I can put Knuckles into Sonic 2. What happens if I put Streets of Rage on there or Golden Axe or something? <laughs> and I'll tell you, yeah, no. you just end up in the special stage in Sonic 3. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely did that too. <laughs> I, I, play, I tried everything, everything that I had. There was that that full-on hope that one of these games, one of them, will somehow allow me to play as Knuckles, and it will be awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know if I was hoping for playing as Knuckles in a different game. I, I was just hoping that it, it did something. It, it unlocked something new, right? Like, something that I hadn't seen before in that game. And, like, you know, as, as an adult thinking back on it, like, no, that's not going to happen. They don't have it anywhere near the amount of programming space to um, like be able to modify every game, let alone more than just like Sonic 2 in their one game. But it was still a hope. It was still a dream. And, and I wonder if um, like I wonder if now with uh, with ROMs and whatnot, if we could do that, like there's some way of, of modifying a Sega cartridge so that, you know, normally you get streets of rage, but if you plug it in with the Sonic three one, it, it actually transforms it and, and 
does something so that you get, you know, you do unlock somebody. Man, if that hasn't happened already, someone's going to make it happen now, right? <laughs> well, find me on on Discord or GitHub or something and and let me know cuz I think that would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I I I want to know. I want to know too if this happens, absolutely. I actually think it was. I know that I had but I, I know I didn't own Sonic 3 until I was like an adult, basically. Like we had to get it off eBay when I was in high school. But when I was, I think as a child, Sonic 2 was the first one that I played. And then we then went back and got the first one and eventually got Sonic and Knuckles and never got Sonic 3 for some reason. But yeah, which was odd because... The the shift in graphics and, I guess, style strangely was a step down, I feel like, between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. The first one feels a lot more, I don't know, Sonic looks a lot rounder and more uh, rendered versus, I don't know, the characters in 2 and beyond all seem a lot flatter. But that's the style that they kept up with throughout all the rest of the games. Yeah, the um, I feel like it was more. I I don't know the right words, right? I'm going to say a bunch of words, and people like yourself who work, yeah, yeah, who work in like marketing and 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 people who are graphic designers and people who use words would be like, <laughs> you're talking nonsense, Jay. But I feel like Sonic from Sonic Two onwards was like the edgy Sonic. This is like the crazy hips, you know, sixteen to eighteen year old Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. sort of. Or angle lines and that kind of thing, but I think you're right. Yeah, the the more the the slightly more rounded um, Sonic from the first Sonic game looked more like a cartoon character. I think. And the other thing, it's interesting you bring up the like edginess of him because obviously he was created to be the Mario, but for Sega, which meant we need him to look more dangerous and eat chili dogs in his cartoon or whatever. But. <laughs> The I feel like the plot of the first Sonic had a lot more of the vibe of like Echo the Dolphin, where Sonic was almost like a a warrior for the wilderness of like Robotnik was very explicitly kidnapping animals and putting them into robots. And Sonic was there to liberate them like he was an animal rights activist in the first one. And from then on, it was just like well, I'm still mad at that guy about something and I got to run to the right really fast. So we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> but I don't think it ever really went back to that initial, uh, like earth warrior vibe mm. that I got from the first one. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think I he think... still did, because even though I'm, now I'm remembering that in the first Sonic, you would have your three levels that you would end just by hitting a picture of your own face, and then you would blow up a, a, a metal box, and inside that box was several dozen animals. And I can't remember if that still was happening. No, it was. 
Yeah, yeah, the end of each um, zone on Sonic 2, you'd take on Robotnik or uh, Dr. Eggman or whatever. Um, in it's one Robotnik, of his many... come on. Of course. <laughs> I'm right, not revisionist. <laughs> so you take on Dr. Robotnik in one of his guises, and then there'd be a big machine that you could you know, stand on the uh, the spring for it, and it would let all the animals out, yeah. I do think, though, in the first one, it was much more explodey. You would step on it, and stuff would blow up, and then the animals would yeah. pop out. And as the games went, I think they, they aired more towards the side of maybe not have uh, open flames in front of a bunch of baby <laughs> animals that are trapped in metal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit uh, of a cop-out, really, but yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's it. You wouldn't want to get the ire of Peter, right? You don't want to be saying, <laughs> no, hey, we've got singed no. furry animals in our video game. So let's not... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, they're nice people. They do good work. So let's not upset them. Yes. <laughs> Please tell us, did you ever complete Sonic 2 and did you get the good ending? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely I did. And because that was one thing, because I, and you want to know the funny thing about me is that I actually got the good ending in Sonic 2 before I got the good ending in Sonic 1. As a kid, I could never get all the, because that, the bonus stage in Sonic 1 always irked me as a kid. And I mm. could never get, I could never get all the Chaos Emeralds in the first one. But in the second one, I was able to do it fairly quickly, although, like we talked about earlier, uh, having the CPU control tails can sometimes be problematic whenever you're trying to do it on your own for this bonus yeah. stages. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely I did. And you are absolutely right, that feeling of just like, ah, oh, you did it, and now you get to see, like, Super Sonic just being, a, just, just being awesome and saving everybody, and yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. <laughs> ace, ace. Yeah, I can... Uh- Whilst I appreciate the technical wizardry that went into creating that multiple depth of field with the Sonic 1 special stage, like it was clearly created to say, look at what the Genesis can do, Mm -hmm. right? With like that rotating level and the flashy objects in the background. I always found it all completely distracting. I could never really focus on what is it I'm trying to do and how do I orient? Because you're no longer controlling Sonic, you're controlling the level. I'm like, how? How do I, I can't figure out how to, and I could, I could never do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm right with you there, G. I always end up getting motion sickness trying to do them levels. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's, yep. that's real. Drag your face away from the screen and suddenly the whole room's spinning. Oh, I've got to go lay down. <laughs> yes. Yes. I always get that when I play rock band, you know, the, yeah, uh, I call it credits vision. You know, because the, the icons are moving away from you all the time. Oh. And you'll play maybe 20 minutes of Rock Band, and then you sit and look at something that's stationary, and it feels like it's moving, but it's not, because you, your brain's been used to seeing everything move. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, like, uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately have never beaten Sonic 2. Sonic 1, yes. Sonic 2, unfortunately, no. Still to this day, and I have been playing it as recently as, like, three days ago. Still haven't beat it. Um, but, no, I, I I haven't beat it. And, uh, it, you know, mostly because, you know, not you know, nowadays notwithstanding, because I'm an adult and I got adult stuff to do. But, like, when I was a kid, I just... You know, we had a Nintendo, and the only exposure I got to Sonic was when I went over to my own uncle, so I never got a chance to, like, actually beat it. Um, 
But yeah, I had no idea there was an alternate ending. I had no idea. I didn't know that was a thing until you said something. And it kind of blows my mind that that actually was a thing way back when. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were a whole bunch of games in that era that had um, that had different uh, endings. Like uh, we talked about earlier, Comic Zone, right? That had oh, yeah. the good ending and the bad ending, right? You save, you do the traditional save the girl and you get the good ending. You yep, don't save yep. the girl, you get the bad ending. Yeah, and absolutely. With, with um, with the very with the first three Sonic games, you had the choice: get all the Chaos Emeralds to get the good ending, or get you know some of the Chaos Emeralds don't become supersonic, and get the bad ending. So, like, yeah, you always had this sort of double, and like the bad ending was always well done. You beat the game, and then it would be Robot Robotnik would be slagging you off, saying "Ha ha, do it again," and <sighs> get all the Chaos Emeralds. So you'd get told what to do, right? It wasn't like, oh, well, you know, yeah, it wasn't like it's like a near automata where there are five endings and nobody really knows how to get each one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I really had no idea um, that it had an alternate ending. Um, I thought Sonic was just kind of like one of those games that you just ran through and beat it. I didn't know it had an alternate ending. Now I'm definitely going to be like paying attention while I'm playing it so I can beat it and try to get that good ending and then probably go through and well okay realistically i'll go through and beat it and get the bad ending but then i'll be like okay i gotta get this done and then get the good (laughs) ending yeah yeah it's uh but i mean it's a fun game to play through so you know it gives you that 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 chance of playing it again right so oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i have no problem with that no problem with that at all uh no, uh, I never I never finished, but that that is something something that's on my bucket list. <laughs> I will not die until I finished Sonic One and Sonic Two. <laughs> I refuse. Your time has come. I still haven't finished. <laughs> one more level. One more level. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. The first game I ever got a good ending was Cream's storyline in Sonic Advance 2. So I guess that counts, that counts for something, I guess. Absolutely, it does, absolutely. So I did complete it. I don't know if I got the good ending or not. I, I really, I truly don't know. Because until you, tell, you asked me this question, I didn't know that there was a second ending. Oh, I actually had to go look it up and and like I'm remembering finishing it from back when I was like maybe eight or nine. Right. Like this is a while back. Uh, So I, I know I've finished it because I finished almost every game that I had um, where possible. Right. I I had a lot of time in summer, um, (laughs) you know, but uh, this honestly, I'm like looking back, like, is this the, one of the first games that I played that had like alternative endings, right? Like I played Mass Effect and there's, you know, 8 million different endings for that. But <laughs> did, did Sonic 2 beat them to it? Oh, definitely. Um, uh, both of the first two Sonic games have alternate endings, right? And I'm doing the bunny quotes here. So if you get all of the uh, Chaos Emeralds, you get the good ending. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you get a well done, try again sort of thing. Um, you know, and uh, I think it's like the Dr. Eggman slash Robotnik is laughing at you. Ah, you didn't get all the emeralds. Do it all again. Um, and that's the, that's the difference of between the endings. Oh man. 
Yeah. Well, uh, maybe maybe I need to go and uh, play through, but uh, probably this time with uh, save states because uh, I don't have hours to, to dedicate to this. Oh man, I tried a few weeks back. I don't have the dexterity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have to set the emulator on to like quarter speed or something just to be able to make the jumps. Yeah. (laughs) It's that reaction times, right? I'm getting old. (laughs) Uh, I I feel you there too. So certainly not as a child. The only one that I was ever able to actually do and get, you know, all the emeralds and get everything, all the collectibles and finish in the way the game wanted you to was Sonic three. And that only because that's when they introduced save files, right? So if you, you could go back and if you beat the game, then you could pick any level and start from there. And then, then I could do the the special stages as many times as I had to, to get them because otherwise it's blink and you miss it or it's, uh, you know, you get one shot and if you don't get it, you don't get it. And then, you have much less, but I was, I also realized this as I started revisiting video games of all kinds in college, Mario and Mega Man alike, that, um, when I was a child, I loved video games, but I was terrible at them. (laughs) (laughs) I found out I wasn't even paying attention to it at the time. But then when I went back in high school and replayed some of the Mega Man games, I was like, wait a minute, I, I played these games for weeks at a time, and I'm realizing now I never beat a single level. Not one. <laughs> I would just play them and fight the guy and die and go, oh well, and then listen to Flashman's theme again while I died again. And I just didn't care <laughs> because the actual gameplay loop was really exciting. And I wasn't I wasn't worried that I was losing. And I should have realized that that uh, is why I like to play Soulsborne games so much. Because I don't mind <laughs> losing hundreds and hundreds of times as, as long as the music is dope. Maybe that maybe they should do that for the next Soulsborne game uh, commercial, right? Just like, just be like, you're hey, going to die. You were, and but the you music were will always. Be dope. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was thinking you were going like, look, you've always been like this. <laughs> You've always lost at games, and that was fine. Now it's just they, people they need, can see you. That's it, right? They need the movie preview guy, you know. Are you terrible at video games? Get this one, because you'll be equally as terrible at it, but the music will slap, right? <laughs> In a world where you are bad at video games, and it's this world because you suck. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly that. <laughs> I also don't know if I knew that there was a good ending to have gotten until like now. Now I'm I'm need to fire up my emulators and blast through Sonic Two, do really good at it, and see this because I think this is also blowing my mind in the present day. I <laughs> I knew that there's like I know there's subtle differences at the end of Sonic One, but I'm gonna have to look into this. You've uh, you've given me a lot to think about. There you go. You see, this weekend you'd be like, "No, leave me alone. I've got to finish this game, and I've got to do really well." 
Oh no, a Tails is with me on the special stages again. No! Pro tip, don't do it with Sonic and Tails. Uh, you will lose. <laughs> That's right. Correct. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, yeah, um, it blew my tiny mind when it, when, when I, I got to the end of the game. It was like, you, you get to the end and then it's like, try again. But why should I try again? And then I asked a, a friend of mine at school the next day and they're like, yeah, 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 because there's two endings. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because like I had uh, just sort of peeking behind the curtains again. Um, uh, when when uh, Squidge and I first got Super Mario Brothers on the NES, mm-hmm. I was like, this, like, this is a cartoon and I can control it. Ah! Right. And, and that was just, it blew my mind. And then, you know, Sonic two comes out and they're like, yeah, yeah, there's multiple endings or rather there's two endings and you obviously didn't get the best one. Do it again. Oh, what? (laughs) Not only do I get to control the cartoon, but what I do decides how it ends. That's it. I remember having the thought and saying out loud in the nineties, uh, when Mario 3 came out and we were playing it, I was like, this is as good as video game graphics will ever get. Look at this. It looks like a cartoon, and that's as good as it's ever going to get. Great. Cut to. Yeah. <laughs> I can no <laughs> yeah. longer discern between what is real and what is Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Soulsborne, but yes, okay. <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> I agree. I, I agree, desperately like- hope that Soulsborne games are just video games. <laughs> but I think you're right. And again, we've veered off in a different direction, but I think that, yeah, the, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show in the past as well about how the generational leaps, whilst they are technologically absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. right? But if you take the average PS4 game that has been remastered for PS5, unless you have a top of the range TV, you are literally not going to see the difference. Correct. Right. Well, the other, but if you, this is, this is way off base, but as long as we're talking about the remastering of things and editors, feel free to cut this part out. I have been playing, um, the remastered near replicant and Mm. it's wild because like, it looks amazing. It looks like a present day game, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the core design of it is so clearly early PS3. Like, you, I cannot stress enough that I am, I am aware in my game bones that I'm playing a PlayStation 3 game and all the fancy graphics do not disguise that because the method of interacting with the world was PS2 ass, talk to people and go to point A. So yep. Yep. that's no, just something that's been stuck in my craw. <laughs> oh my goodness no i i agree i agree <laughs> it's crazy how those things come back around right yeah well and how like when as it's a little bit of a different version of the boiling the frog that like as these sort of incremental design changes come and go and go and go and go and go and then you go back and play something like gta 3 and you're like or even i went even further back i went and played chrono cross a couple of years ago and i was like how did we put up with this how did we put up with <laughs> you have you can't save no you need to save the game because you need to stop playing i get that i get that but no, you have to play for nine more hours and then you can save 
Yeah, I don't know. And also, um, hey, game, where am I supposed to go? Oh, I don't know. You should have been taking notes. Like, how did oh, we put my. up with this? <laughs> I um, I I have a save file on Final Fantasy VIII, mm-hmm. and I loaded it the other day. And this was like the the PlayStation version of it, right? The PS One version. Yep, yep, yep. Not like the re-releases or whatever. I loaded this save file. I'm like, cool. I've got a Final Fantasy VIII save file. That was my favorite one. Load, and my people are just standing around in the desert. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no memory of this place. Yeah, right? Yeah. This save file was created in 2001, so it was a whole different J. <laughs> uh, could you ask him? Could you check your, like, I don't know, high school uh, journals? I'll, what I'll do is I'll jump in the DeLorean and <laughs> go ask him. <laughs> that game, we're, we're well off the off the track now. I had There's a certain point in that game, which is not not true of many Final Fantasy games. There's a certain point where for the whole rest of the game, who's in your party is 100% up to you. A lot of times it's like you, you want to go to this place, that person has to be with you, so on and so forth. But in this one, you get six characters and you can... You're forced to switch between them for a while, and then after that, you aren't. And so I had three characters who were level 99 with a star and had maxed out everything. And then I had three characters who were level 19. I was like, wow, I didn't know I was allowed to do this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did that. um, Again, we're way off base, but uh, I did that. One of my favorite things to do in Final Fantasy VIII was, you know, the first first training mission where you go get Ifrit? Yep. uh, I would I would max out school before I did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's some grinding. Well, I mean, it was because um, you could. Uh, I realized that um, in the training center, if you took on the T Rex, you get ten AP, mm. and so if you want to build up your um, your guardian forces, and you have to build up. Um, oh gosh, uh, Shiva! You have to build her up because mm-hmm. she's the ice. Right, you've yep. got to use her against Ifrit to, to take it on quicker. Sure. So, um, so to build up Shiva really quickly, I'd run around in the training center until I and I would run away from battles until I got into a battle with the T Rex. Take that out <laughs> and then build up Shiva to the point where I've got like the boost and all of the extra super duper elemental stuff, wow. and then go take on the uh, take on Ifrit. And I could do it because you get the three choices. You got like. Essentially, it's coded easy, medium, and hard, right? Yeah. And I would always choose the hard because it was like it give you less time. Because it's time. And I would yeah. just run, yeah, just run straight there, take on Ifrit, and come back out, and I'd be like at the highest possible level you could for seed as well. So I was like, hey, hey I'm going to get loads of money. <laughs> Imagine, that stuff always just makes me crack up, just from an in-universe perspective. That's like, okay, buddy, it's time for you to take your uh, your freshman year math test. And you're like, okay, here I go. Hey, by the way, I solved relativity also. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, how do, how, tell us about algebra. Uh, behold, a perpetual motion machine. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yes, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus question, if you had three years to prep and unlimited funds in the bank, how would you celebrate 30 years of Sonic 2? Okay, so, yeah, remember how I mentioned earlier, like, when you asked me the question of what's the first thing you think about with Sonic 2, and I said Tails? 
here's kind of pie in the sky. It will probably never happen in a million years, but pie in the sky. What I would love to do, a HD remaster, like a, well, not a remaster, but a complete remake, like a two-pack HD remake of Tales' Adventure and Tales of Sky Patrol for modern consoles. That's what I would love to see. Because the thing is, is that we recently just got a remake of Sonic 2 as part of Sonic Origins. Oh, technically it's been around for years. But it just got repackaged as part of a, a Sonic Origins. So, and that, that HD is, version is awesome. If you haven't played it, it's, it's fantastic. It is an excellent re, reimagining of Sonic 2. So there's not really much more you could do with that aside from, I don't know, maybe make it in the same vein of like Sonic Generations, but we kind of already did that. So what else can you do? What else do you celebrate for the anniversary? The, you know, the birth of Tales. So what better way to celebrate the birth of Tales than remaking the two games, his solo games? So Tales Adventure was a side-scrolling, like non-linear adventure game, which was really cool for the Game Gear. It was only on the Game Gear. It didn't even come out on the Master System. So I would love to see that in the Tales of Sky Patrol. Granted, it's a little strange. It's not the best game in the franchise, but I think it would actually just be a really neat touch. I don't know. I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure it would probably still really sell. I mean, I'm not really sure how well it would sell, but it's Sonic. It will sell. But mm. I bet you, like, if they wanted to do anything just, like, kind of cool, new and unique, like, oh, wow, I would have never seen that coming. I think that that would be wonderful. So if, if somebody from Sega is listening, I mean, that would be that would be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Well, what we'll do is we'll send an early version of this recording over to Kenny Omega, who's going to be <laughs> hanging out with Sega, and ask him to just pass it on. It's fine. You got time. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, but, please, I mean, but, but please take your time, Sega. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting in touch with him would be just so easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, that's, awesome. what, that's what I think I would do to, to celebrate. Either that Ooh. or... The other thing, I, I just thought of this, I guess, either that or the other thing I would think about, because, you know, Sonic came back in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade last year, right? How about this year? Bring in Tails. That's it. That's what you do. So bring in if Tails, happens, make, make Sonic and Tails. If it happens this year, we can say that you predicted it and you get all the uh, credit, right? Hey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sonic and Tails, now for all of the, the ropes come down to two specific things and there's an inflatable Knuckles trying to put his feet on the ground, stopping him. He's being dragged along, <laughs> you know, his giant inflatable knuckles trying to hold him back. Why not? I like it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, uh, honestly, uh, so kind of thinking back to recent memory of Sonic Mania, I'd like to see more games like Sonic Mania. Uh, I, I was, oh, I've always been a huge fan of like the, um, like the 2D pixel style Sonic games. I've never, as as good as some of them are, I've never been a huge fan of like the 3D Sonic games, um, and I, I really think they knocked it out of the park with like Sonic uh, Sonic Mania, um, and I feel that with the rise in like indie developed like 2D pixel side scrolling uh, games, a new Sonic game set with like 2D pixel style with like new mechanics and like level designs, especially with like some ideas that people have come up with nowadays for mechanics and level designs would be an utter smash hit um especially for people that are like looking for like a nostalgia hit like you know uh, you know us old cronies like you and i um <laughs> you know they're just it'd be a great nostalgia hit uh for uh, you know people like us but then for also new players it would almost be like okay here's 
here's a new version of Sonic, but that is kind of like uh, paying very close homage to the Sonic of yore. Uh, I think that'd be great for new players as well. Um, also, uh, bring back Sonic cartoons. Absolutely. That's oh my god! Like I'm not talking like the the CG series. I'm talking like actual cartoons because I think they came out with like a you know like a CG series not too long ago. But bring back the actual cartoons. I mean, X Men's doing it. I think Sonic should do it too because I would watch the absolute hell out of that. And I watched it religiously when I was a little kid. Absolutely. That's what I would. That's what I would do if I had. Uh, you know, a squillion dollars to throw at Sonic stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Sonic Mania was an amazing. It was like it was like a love letter to Sonic One, Two, and Three, and Sonic. Oh, CD, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I said I want to. I want to see more. I want to see more two D side scrolling Sonic because in my head, that's where Sonic lives is two D side scrolling, and and. I, I'm not saying that the the 3D versions of the Sonic games are bad. I know a lot of them are critically acclaimed, and a lot a lot of people like them. But it, to me personally, Sonic is, uh, you know, a 2D side scroller. I mean, uh, and kind of bringing up as what you something you said earlier uh, about your Comic Zone reboot that you had an idea for. Just make make it two and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fantastic. Absolutely, it re- it really would, it really would, and I think um, there's an argument for. I think I've said this on another episode of the show. I'm sure I have. There's an argument for let's innovate and add a new feature or make it, you know, make something new. But there's also an argument for give me more of the same, right? Um, yeah. The Sonic games, the 2D Sonic games, do that really well. Give me more of the same, um, and uh, you know, like them or love them. EA's yearly um, sports games are the same. They are, give me the sports game. Give me this year's NFL. Give me this year's NHL. Give me this year's FIFA, whatever. Right, because it is more of the same. I want that same experience. I don't want it to innovate every single time. And I think that a lot of games dev companies get caught in that, we need to innovate, we need to innovate, we need to innovate. When actually, no, you don't. Just give me the same thing again. But make it a little bit better. Yeah, tweak it a little bit in some way. Don't don't waste loads of time and effort on a brand new feature. Just tweak it. Make it a little bit better. Give me the same thing again, and I will be happy. Here is my $60. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> hey, oh, no, I 100% agree. 100% agree. Like, like some of your examples, like, you know, NFL, or I'm sorry, Madden, NHL, FIFA is, you know, I've been playing that a lot lately. The the you know the new FIFA twenty three coming out, it, it's it's the same game, but like the the mo mocap uh, uh, software that they have, I guess is better. And from stuff that I've seen about it, looks amazing, and I'm all for that. Like I I love FIFA twenty two, but give me FIFA twenty two, but make it look a little bit more realistic. Hell yeah, like give me that. I I'm I'm of the camp where like I. I like what I like. You can innovate or not innovate, uh, improve on it, but just, just give me that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you said, I, I just want more of the same thing, just a tiny bit better every single time. That that's that's me. 
Besides the unlimited budget, do I also have enough time to remake to completely fully remake Sonic 06? Because <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> I don't think there's enough time in the universe to allow for that. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that 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 game also has a a really special place in my heart. I like people bash it completely. I I admit I am. The first person to put my foot down and say, stop hating on the game. It's not that bad. It just didn't have enough time and budget. Also, the whole budget probably went to the soundtrack. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that is one of the things people say. The game is trash, but at least the soundtrack is awesome. That's true. That's true. I do. Um, I, I I have always thought that the soundtracks for the Sonic games have always been, um, you know, I hate what I'm about to say because it sounds very exclusionary, but it's they're, they're very much like real music. Like if you look at video games at the time that the first couple of Sonic games came out, the music in those games was just sort of like bleepy bloopy tunes in the background to keep you sort of playing. Whereas mm -hmm. each of the zones in Sonic and Sonic 2 had their own sort of, they had their own theme and the music fit with the theme, right? It was very, yeah, exactly. It was really sort of really well tied in, but it was music that you could put on in the background. If you had a soundtrack, yeah. you could just listen to. And I feel like you can still do that with Sonic music now, right? Um, no, all the way up and, to, and, and even if you think about it, uh, like we're talking about games that are 30 years old, uh, Basically, and the Mega Drive was like sixteen bits. Like the you you can notice the like the the quality of the music, but even that that's that what brings it so much charm. That's why we like the the soundtrack so much. Even like the new ones, which are more orchestral and all that. The like it, this the music never gets old. That's true. It is true. Um, and I think that comes back to the fact that the music from most of the Sonic games is, is, is most of it is written by, um, you know, actual um, working musicians who are releasing pop music, rock music in that sort of era. And it has the sort of similar feel to it. Whereas I feel like uh, Koji Kondo uh, over in, in Nintendo, his job is, you know, you're going to write some music for this game and it's going to be sort of limited in scope to the game. Whereas, you know, the folks over at Sega, uh, you know, need I say Crush 40? <laughs> uh, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I have friends always say, oh, Crush 40, oh, please bring Crush 40. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, yes, it's understandable. Like my gut reaction is see about recreating those special stages in VR. Oh, um, and, and like, I don't know how that would play. Like I, I, you know, I'm not a game designer by any means. Um, but I wonder if you could create that feel of like speed and, and motion that doesn't get somebody sick in VR uh, by, but still have like an interesting gameplay element there. Right. And problem with this is I don't think that's a mass seller. Like, I think that's a cool hobby project. Um, you know, maybe something that you get attached to, 
uh, a re-release of Sonic 2, but I, I don't think that's uh, mass marketing, but it'd still be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see it as like a uh, um, an attraction at a Sonic Tuesday 30th anniversary come and jump into our VR machine that we've brought specifically that is built specifically to be able to allow you to do those special stages in VR, right? So like you get get strapped into something and you know, you've got to uh, you know walk or run at your own pace, whatever pace it is. And that just sets Sonic running along. And then like, if you want to move to the left hand side of the half pipe, the, the harness moves the opposite direction yeah, the, so it makes it feel like you're being dragged over there i don't know so like that that's um that that's way more than i thought of <laughs> I, I thought you like the vr motion like you would still be running in this kind of straight up position but the whole stage would shift so that you you wouldn't feel any of the tipping g-forces but that would be even cooler man like that's that's going crazy <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Well, let's see if we can get it done. I mean, you know, we're recording right. a little ahead of time. Maybe we can contact Sonic Team and see if they can make that happen in the next, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm sure they have plenty of budget just sitting around and, you know, hardware engineers and software engineers. and Absolutely. They'll, I mean, they'll, be, they'll, they'll turn this around, right? Yeah, right? they got nothing else to do. They aren't making any consoles anymore. So... <laughs> Well, the first thing I'm going to do is erase the movies from existence. That's <laughs> I'm going to take all of their money away and use it to do to do this. And that is a it's a very good question because it would I would want it to be a game. I would demand it be a game because the thing about Sonic as a character is that he isn't one. <laughs> and so if you're going to do something with Sonic the Hedgehog, you need to use him as the thing you move around on a screen to go right really quickly. And basically, I think for the 30th anniversary or as long as it takes, I would just make a bunch of game developers figure out how to do Sonic in 3D. And (laughs) as long as it takes to figure that out, because giving them deadlines and giving them due dates to to put something out on Xbox or whatever, it it doesn't work. It didn't work. So (laughs) we want to do Sonic in 3D, do whatever it takes, think about it. Uh, when you think you've got it, sleep on it, try again in the morning because you didn't before. (laughs) (laughs) Plus then what I would do is, uh, even if it wasn't ready in time for the 30th anniversary, you could still release it for the 3dth anniversary. See what I did there. Ooh, I like it. I write for a living. That's it. I like it. Oh, Yeah. My goodness, that's ah! Oh, the 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 anger at how clever that is is coursing through me right now. <laughs> Good. That's why I did it. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun with our guests talking about Sonic 2's 30th anniversary in this episode. But I'd like to take a moment to offer the thanks of both Squidge and myself to the following people for spending their time talking with us about Sonic 2. G to the next level, One Krusty Sock, Alexa, Mad Viking God, aka MVG, and Johnny G. 
I'd also like to thank the following people. They weren't involved in the episode, but they helped greatly in putting it all together. Andrew Dickinson, Jason Madsen, Mono of Tokyo Gaming Life, and Lulu. Be sure to check the fuller show notes for some of the links to these wonderful people, and do go check every single one of them out. With that being said, why not go play some Sonic 2 and then join our Discord server? There's a link in the show notes. And then let us know what your answers are. Let's keep this conversation going. Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details.